Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Monday, July 8th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Iran is set to break the uranium enrichment limits imposed by the 2015 nuclear deal. Greece's center-right party is on course to regain power after a sweeping general election victory. And a new survey of some of the world's largest fund managers shows investors are bracing for a global recession. But first, we're turning to Deutsche Bank. The FT's Stephen Morris breaks down the German lender's radical overhaul as it exits equities trading and cuts 18,000 jobs. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Deutsche Bank has been struggling for the past two decades to make its investment bank work. In 1999, Deutsche bought the U.S. investment bank Bankers Trust, and with that acquisition, made some profits in the years leading up to the financial crisis. But after the crisis, Deutsche ran into huge problems. Banks were required to hold more capital and were more constrained on how much they could leverage to make bets. And Germany's largest bank was getting hit with huge fines for compliance failings and for mis-selling assets in the run-up to the crisis. The lender has had five different strategies in the past seven years. And another one came on Sunday. And what happened on Sunday was the most significant overhaul we've seen. We're seeing 18,000 jobs cut. That's Stephen Morris, the FT's European banking correspondent. We've seen 74 billion euros of risk-weighted assets being added into a so-called bad bank, although they don't want you to call it that. They're calling it a capital release unit, all to try and release some of the pressure. But basically what this is doing is unwinding the two-decade experiment Deutsche has had trying to move into U.S.-style investment banking and trading. Stephen, what were some of the signs of this impending overhaul? Some of the key signs ahead of Sunday's news were less than 1% return on equity. That's a measure of profitability. The fact that several people, including the head of the investment bank and the chief regulatory officer, had already said that they were going to step down. And just generally investor discontent. The shares have fallen almost 90% in the past decade. The bank has raised $30 of equity, which is more than twice its current market cap. And just to give you a sense of the decline of Deutsche Bank, Deutsche Bank is now valued at 5% of that of JP Morgan. They're supposed to be competitors, but Deutsche Bank is valued at 5% of them. What else can you tell us about the restructuring plans from Deutsche Bank's chief executive? Christian Savings, coming to the about halfway point of his second year in charge. His radical overhaul will focus on closing the equities trading businesses, shrinking back the bonds and rates businesses, and this creation of a new bad bank, which will house a variety of long-dated assets, which you know were initially very profitable, but then became a real drag on the bank's balance sheets. So, Stephen, we talked about how Deutsche Bank is cutting 18,000 jobs. Where are these losses and scalebacks going to be felt most? The 18,000 job losses will be felt heaviest in London and New York, and these will start first thing on Monday mornings. There have been several large-scale job cuts since the financial crisis. The Lehman Brothers collapsed, where 26,000 people lost their jobs on the same day. But also HSBC, back in 2011, said it would get rid of 30,000 people over, over a longer time frame. But this is more strategic from Deutsche's perspective. This is them closing down an entire business, the equities trading business. In the near term, Deutsche will have 
have to take more than 7 billion of restructuring costs over the next three years. It's going to be forced back into the red. It just recovered and made its first annual profit in four years in 2018. It was forecast to make another one this year, but the restructuring has has put an end to all that and they will lose money again this year. But hopefully this will turn around the equity story, the share price. What about the long term? What do analysts say about this plan and will it be enough? Analysts in the parts of the plan that have already been broken, leaked out in the media, seem to be pretty positive. They wanted to see something radical, not just trimming around the edges, cutting a few thousand jobs here and there, downsizing businesses. They wanted to see entire non-profitable business lines be closed. They wanted to see Deutsche go back to its roots. And what this is doing is really taking Deutsche Bank back to being more of a corporate, transactional and obviously retail lender as well, rather than it trying to be as many people have said it was trying to do in the past of the Goldman Sachs of Europe, an ambition which it obviously utterly failed to ever live up to. And here are the rest of today's headlines. Iran has said that it will breach the uranium enrichment curbs set in the 2015 nuclear deal. During a press conference on Sunday, Deputy Foreign Minister Abbas Arachi said Iran has revised its commitments to limit the percentage of uranium enrichment level. Sunday marked the expiration of a 60-day deadline set by Tehran. Iran was looking for the signatories of the nuclear deal to provide economic relief from U.S. sanctions. Those signatories include the U.K., France, and Germany. This is the second retaliatory step taken by Iran in protest at what it says is the failure by other countries to deliver on their commitments under the agreement. It's also a protest at U.S. President Donald Trump's abandonment of the 2015 nuclear deal and the reimposition of U.S. sanctions. Western diplomats warn that the U.N. nuclear watchdog, the International Atomic Energy Agency, could interpret Iran's latest move as a violation of the agreement but Iran argues otherwise. Mr. Trump has warned Iran not to enrich uranium beyond the limits set by the deal. Tensions between the U.S. and Iran have escalated this past month over the nuclear deal, sanctions, and accusations that Iran attacked two oil tankers in the Gulf of Oman in June. Iran said further measures could be taken over the next two months. Greece's traditional center-right party is set to regain power after Sunday's sweeping general election victory. According to exit polls, the new democracy party, led by Kyriakos Mitsotakis, was forecast to win between 38% and 42% of the vote. That's compared to the at-most 32% gathered by Syriza, the party of Prime Minister Alex Tsipras. In June, Mr. Tsipras called the snap election to rally left-wing support after Syriza finished nine percentage points behind new democracy in the European Parliament elections. Greece's economy has been rocked by years of recession and three international bailouts. Mr. Mitsotakis said he would focus first on cutting taxes, reducing red tape, and attracting foreign investment to create jobs. And he's expected to announce his cabinet today. And investors are buckling up for a global recession. That's according to a recent survey of some of the world's largest fund managers. Absolute Strategy Research conducted the survey in which investors said the risk of a global downturn is now at its highest in at least four years. The survey shows that investors anticipate a 45% chance of a global recession in the coming 12 months. 
That's the highest level since the survey began in 2014. Investors have also shifted their views on where bonds markets are headed next. The majority now expect short-term U.S. bond yields to be lower in a year's time. It's a reversal since March, when more than half were banking on higher yields. Expectations that longer-dated bond yields and record low yields in Europe will rebound have all but disappeared. But the key question is whether investors are too pessimistic. Last week's strong U.S. jobs report derailed expectations that the Federal Reserve would cut interest rates by half a percentage point this month. Markets continue to price any quarter-point rate reduction. The survey's findings are based on responses from more than 200 institutions controlling a combined $4 trillion of assets. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. Today, we'll be watching New York, where billionaire U.S. hedge fund manager Jeffrey Epstein is set to appear before a judge. Mr. Epstein was arrested and taken into custody over the weekend on sex trafficking charges. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Did you know the Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin? Through the words and experiences of investment professionals, you'll discover who was their best mentor, what's a mistake they made that changed their approach, and how do they find their next great idea. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.